0: Now, let's analyze what's been working for us. Not a goddamn thing's been working for us. Like this goddamn suit doesn't work for me. And this stinking tie. And this goddamn shirt. It doesn't work for me. You know how to play winning hard-nosed footballs. You play football like Eugenio played football. A guy who gave his life for this football team. He was a 140-pound halfback, and he played like a goddamn wild man. No, like a goddamn rampaging beast. And that's the way you're going to do it. You go out there, you tear your fucking heads off, and you shit down their necks. Let us pray. Relax. You're quite safe here.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Good evening,
0: and welcome to Rock
2: Welcome to Rock Strikes 10, the show guaranteed to always give you 10 songs, no more, no less. My name is Joey. I would like to thank everybody for tuning into the show here today, whether you're doing it at cnjradio.com or whether you're subscribed and leaving a star rating and review on iTunes and never missing one single episode. Thank you especially everybody who does that. I'd like to thank Robert Loggia for opening up the show as well. Thank you, Robert, for. That's actually something I used to do in my one-man auditions uh, back in the day when I thought I was going to be an actor, but I, that, you can see why I was never an actor. But I think I put in, a, not as good as Robert, but a, a pretty decent performance of that particular speech from Texas classic Necessary Roughness. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and that laugh in the background can only mean one thing. We're talking about dead people right off the bat. It's now time for another episode All of The right. Fallen. Of 2016, or actually 2015 slash 2016, we'll say Volume One, and of course Logan, say hello to everybody.
3: Hey, <laughs> <laughs> okay, Texas classic.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I was just trying to get you man. go, man. Yeah, it's got every, it's got a lot of DFW references in there. Billy Bob's yes. is in it. Yeah, yeah, come on, man. Yeah, Denton,
3: Denton, Dent, yeah, Denton, yeah, Denton, 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 Denton. All right. How do you say that? The little d Denton Denton Denton
2: Scientifically it's Denton But over here it's Denton Denton Or little d As uh, Randy little Brown d. calls it Yeah Little d Alright Too much Texas on my hands uh, uh, Another batch of Fallen musicians Songwriters Producers Singers You know The cavalcade That you've come to expect On these particular episodes Death A lot of death D-A-T-H, so, D-A-T-H.
3: Death, death,
2: death We are going to catch up pretty currently uh with this batch i thought i was gonna have to do a whole bunch to catch up but no we just had a lot of big notable ones so let's right off the bat say scott wyland is not on this episode and if you're a friend of the show you know why because i did a scott wyland episode back in december when he died and of course if you're any kind of friend of rock strikes 10 you would know that myself and logan are doing currently or in the middle of a year-long tribute to david bowie part two should be up in about a couple of months, maybe a month. Just stay tuned for Rock Strikes 10 the rest of the year. You'll get Lots that to come. big Bowie tribute doing Did you so. do one for Lemmy? Yes, and that was the last okay. one I was getting to That's, here. Okay, Sorry. Lemmy is part of this time frame, Okay, but of course I did, uh, I, I, if I do say so myself, a, a very excellent two-parter uh, first part that focused on the great modern era of Motorhead that is very unheralded. And then part two, we had a little bit of fun and did Lemmy Sings the Hits. Oh, okay, yeah. So go check that one out if you haven't heard it. I uh, need to go back. So all those bigs not mentioned in this episode, so i just off the bat doing a disclaimer as to why they're not on here. Later, they Scott. are Yes, they are being very <laughs> reminiscent. I like the Scott Wild episode. You, you should go listen to that. Oh. Um, you might come out with uh, a different perspective, I think. On. Yeah, anyway. I got a Hits record. Oh, that's a good Hits record.
3: It is. It is, it actually. Is. It's is fine. Um, and if you get that deluxe, you get the boobage on the uh, booklet you know there. What? You know? It took forever. I mean, because how many times have we actually go, man, just sometimes you just got to put him in a room with cocaine. <laughs> yeah.
2: But. Yeah, him and Elton John, right? <laughs> you know, his was, he, he was a heroine. He was a, a horseman. Oh, he was a horseman. Yeah, horse he man, was he? not a snowman. He was a horseman. Mm. And that's, I mean, that's really what. That'll do you in. I mean, sorry. But, okay. Uh,. I don't know what happened to this guy, uh, a guy named Wayne Bickerton. No, not a household name, obviously, and I say that quite a bit on Dude, these shows. Not at all. Uh, British man, producer, engineer, songwriter, that kind of guy. He's a utility man. This is one of those things where I look the person up, and if I like, uh, you know, what basically what song they're known for, then I'm like, okay, I'll put it on the show, and they're in. Pretty much, that's what it takes with me here on Rock Strikes thing because <laughs> I'm going to be struggling with some of the other big names, to be quite honest and frank with Might you. I need to tighten those
3: nuts down eh, a
2: little bit. Yeah, but um, I do th- I think it's a cool tune. This is from 1969. <laughs> this is a song that Wayne Biggerton wrote. It's Ooh. his biggest hit. When? Uh,
3: 1969. Oh well, no, When in said, 1969, do you know? When? Yeah. Like, like You're talking like seasonal? Well, yeah. Oh, yes, seasonal at least.
2: That's my year, man oh yeah okay let's find out just ask it all right I'll, I'll kick in on that let's see well it was a hit during 1969 Ooh. it was released late 1968 so you weren't a thing yet at that point no you, sorry. It would be about another year before you were sorry. a thing but yeah uh, sorry to
3: disappoint everybody yeah that's okay
2: uh but i always think i I thought this was even a cool band name you know for for a classic band so the flirtations is going to do this song here, kicking off the show. This is for Wayne Biggerton. This is the biggest hit he ever wrote, and it's called <laughs> Nothing But a Heartache.
3: RIP, Wayne.
2: right, there you go. A song that even I hadn't heard as of death time. It's old. But there you go. It sounds older than it is, I was saying, which is not a bad thing. But for 1969, it... it, You know, but you got to remember, like, the Supremes
3: were still putting out records into the 70s. Do you want to sound retro in 1968?
2: (laughs) I don't think they even knew what the word retro was then. Bingo. Yeah, like, retro would be like, you know... Retro would have been like... Do you want to be like, like five band. years ago? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, Daddy O. <laughs> yeah. All right, yeah. So the Flirtations there with nothing but a heartache for Wayne Biggerton, the guy that wrote that song. Like I said, sometimes you're not going to get household names on the. What a cool name episode. for
3: your band, though, the Flirtations. I, I like, like that
2: name. I yeah, like that should have been a New Romantic, you That's know, cool. that, like that, New that Wave
3: British kind of thing. Totally would have been.
2: Yeah. Anyway, it would have been winning. It's like the Flirtations and the Romantics on tour. This on fall. tour. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we're going back to 1954 for this one. So yes, this is our obligatory duop selection of the fallen, and uh, is it I written on a stone tablet. Pretty much at this point, but yeah. I I like it, and I think this one. You're gonna play one, it, damn it! I'm gonna play it, damn it! And I'll tell you why. Okay. Not just uh, on on good principle, honestly. This is for a lady Shirley Gunter, who died. On December 1st, of at the end of the year, on 2015, she was 81 years old. No reason given, but 81, probably.
3: Died from death.
2: Died from death. This song I'm going to play is called Oop Shoop, which, of course, that is a doo-wop song if you've ever heard one. Especially by, you know, a woman, right? I mean, Sure. Shoop oh, yeah. was the thing. It was totally and shoop. And still is now, apparently, thanks to Deadpool. Man, but, that was a shoop. Uh... So, check this out. Shirley Gunter and, and it was a band called Shirley Gunter and the Queens a very early all-female group the first record to ever be written and produced by a young black woman is this song right here that we're gonna play huh. so there you go on just on that you're in that's a piece of history right there it saxophones that, I'm not sure but we're about to find out I'm All almost right. I can almost guarantee saxophones. I'm gonna go but,
3: saxophones
2: yeah well, you're going to get it at the end of each episode anyway, every Wonderful. time you're on.
1: Yeah.
2: But yeah, so enjoy this. This is Shirley Gunter in the Queens with Oop Shoop. Check it out. <laughs> Logan, a minute Man. in to Oop Shoop. You get your saxophone. Uh,
3: saxophones? Yeah.
2: That's excellent. So, yeah, Shirley Gunder in the Queens with Oop Shoop, 1954. Rest in peace, Shirley. You were an absolute legitimate trailblazer. Oh, yeah. So my our head is off. Okay, Logan. Uh-oh, quiz time. Yes. So put your phone away. <laughs> no Googling. I'm not Googling. He's been on his phone the whole episode. I have I
3: not him. been on my phone this whole episode. Go ahead.
2: Okay. I have nothing. Okay. All right. right. Just put it down. I'm putting it down. I'm distracted as hell. Okay. Who put out the first version of I Heard It Through the Grapevine? This is a trick. What do you want to say? Go ahead. It's okay. Everybody else is saying the same thing. California Raisins. No. Damn it. (laughs) Somewhere Paul Mooney, if he's listening, is chucking shit That yes, is his iPod. I hope so. Uh, I can't believe they put raisins out there. What are they trying what, to say? They- Whoa.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> love Paul uh, Mooney. I hope he lives forever. Oh, is he still alive? Oh, God, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Still angry. Yeah, that's, he's going to live forever. I love that guy. That's excellent. Yeah, go look up Paul Mooney on your Netflix queue. That'll get you an interesting uh, choice of recommendations after that.
1: Well, uh...
2: So, original version of I Heard It Through the Grapevine. What do you want to say? Because you're probably speaking for the audience at home. It's fine. We're all friends. What did it say? Marvin? Marvin Gaye It's a good guess, but preceded saying, by Gladys yeah. Knight and the Pips. No. Yeah. Uh really? So, William Guest, a very prominent Pip, has left us. Oh, it's was,
3: because only the prominent ones make it.
2: Well, I mean, you know, there were replacements later on, but William is an original pick. I know, I know. Died on December twenty fourth of twenty fifteen of heart failure.
3: I was waiting to hear about the California raisins dying. <laughs> Thankfully, not. I, he, or they maybe might, they did way have... before this yeah. series.
2: Did you just watch *Stray Outta Compton* recently or something? Because they referenced the California raisins on it.
3: I, well, I saw it in the theaters last okay, year. Okay, yeah,
2: yeah. Remember that? He's like, oh
3: shit, that's so right. Who, yeah. So who
2: did? Who have you signed? Who would yeah, you sell the, the,
3: the California, California raisins? raisins. <laughs> yeah they're like
2: damn because you can laugh but they sold a million but they records. sold a lot of records man <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right but yes and also sold a lot of records glass nine the pips no slouches there
3: maybe we should have a whole episode for them uh nah nah i, I mean I'm, it's just they're one fine. song it's one and, song man
2: yeah and i uh i even uh i even <laughs> ate at glass Knight's chicken and waffles in atlanta when i was Did there you? a few years ago great place i recommend it wow uh, don't feed the homeless uh anyway wow <laughs> That's, uh, don't, don't pander to, uh... They they actually put up signs, okay. and I always call it the "Don't feed the homeless" signs. Oh, really? Atlanta has such a homeless problem,
3: so they actually put signs around. They put the signs around that said "Don't feed the home." Well, <laughs> it doesn't say "Don't feed don't the homeless." Pander.
2: It says "Don't don't give them money." Don't give them money.
3: <laughs> yeah, I'm not even
2: kidding about wow. that. Wow. Yeah, and there's you know that area of town that that, that part. Instagram of
3: whatever I need it right now. Know,
2: right. So uh, boy, we're really getting off the subject here, but that's okay. From that's California all right. raisins, that's to all right. the chicken and waffles, to the, the chicken homeless, and
3: waffles. Last night in the Pip that died, but uh,
2: William Guest, uh, as a member of the Pip, as all the original Pips, uh, had a heavy hand in all the vocal arrangements and really, uh, you know, arranging what they thought would be the best possible version of "I Heard It Through the Grapevine." Because at that time, when you worked for Motown, Pip One. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I Sounds don't Sounds like it. <laughs> he was related to Gladys, so that's wow. there's there's an end right there. At but least
3: at least no more I, than Pip I think two. A cousin, I want to say, or a nephew. At least you know. no no lower than Pip two. Sure, sure, absolutely.
2: We'll say Pip one. Just out. Of, out I of would free, say Pip one, out of respect. And uh, but yeah, you know, he they actually did arrange all their vocals and stuff like that. That no one told them what to do. But yeah, the whole thing about Motown, you're living in a song factory. You know, that's where you're making your living as a musician or professional singer. But, like, you know, the whole thing about writing it, getting it over, getting it past audition. And then, basically, Barry Gordy would give everybody a pass at a song, and he'd pick what he thought would be the best possible one. So, Glass Night and the Pips actually won the initial contest. And Marvin Gaye just covered it out of I Like the Song. So, the original go-to... Well, the Pips
3: can do it. Why can't I
2: do it? Yeah, yeah. And Marvin's version is the definitive version. There's no argument there. But uh, this is the... First released version. You're going to enjoy it right now. Glass Night in the Pips. For William Guest. 1967's I Heard It Through the Grapevine. Right, there you go. The original, I heard it through the grapevine, glass nine the pips. That was for the late William Guest who was, we'll call him Pip number 1. Pip I, 1. If any if there actually is a pecking order, I'm really sorry if we fucked that up. No less <laughs> than Pip 2. Okay. You going to talk about a guy <laughs> uh an aussie so you can't say good day, mate. Good day, mate. Uh, I can you, still say good day, anyway. mate and it's right. Uh back over there towards the end of the year, we're still reeling from Lemmy's death, uh, but uh, a little bit more quietly. And, you know, it is what it is. Back on December 27th, a guy named Stevie Wright died of pneumonia. Uh, This guy, you know, he had a number one song with his band The Easy Beats back in the day. Oh, yeah. And I know I'm going to smack of just being uninformed about The Easy Beats, but if you know nothing else about him, and most of us do not, you cannot deny one of the great rock and roll songs of all time, is the song that they had a number one hit with back in Australia called "Friday on My Mind"? Oh yeah, great fucking song. I was looking at the charts on it. It starts number one Australia, and the further you go out from Australia, the less of a chart hit it is. <laughs> right. It never dives out of a top twenty, so that's good. It's like midnight. Oil. So when we get yeah, when we get over here in America, top twenty. <laughs> yeah. You know, Canada, top fifteen. You know, yeah. <laughs> England. Well, they top speak 10. the same language. Yeah, top five and ten over in England. Yeah, they, will, they definitely speak the same language. <laughs> good day mate uh but yeah and of course any hardcore rock and roll nerds or geeks will realize that the connection to the easy beats is a pretty much less of a one degree of separation from AC/DC because of the george young connection uh so there you go Whoa. no pr- you can almost argue if this isn't a hit we don't get an acdc so huh. bless that man thank you for having something to do with us possibly just getting acdc i'm going to give him some credit all right george gets pretty much all the credit all right but you know it this was their foot in the door this was their feet off the ground and getting a name And it
3: the record they listened to and said hey i want to start a band yeah and, and next the, thing you know it's a pub rock band that yeah. was playing stadiums
2: yeah yeah sure or like you know is at that least, good enough at least the playtone galaxy tour okay. you know yeah all right, all right. <laughs> and albert productions happened because of this the whole thing so sure. there, yeah yeah so this is a gateway to greatness Like I said Even just on principle But if it, even if it wasn't One of the great gateway. rock songs Ooh. One of the great rock songs ever And this is for Stevie Wright Please rest in peace This is the great Friday on my mind
0: Monday morning feels so bad Everybody seems to nag me
4: Coming Tuesday I feel Get out
2: i'll say it before i'll say it a thousand times one of the greatest rock and roll songs of all time so i i you know digging deep it's fine some most of the time it's it's better to dig deep but for something like that that is the jam i'm sorry friday on my mind get some easy beats in your life hell you give yourself if you need just a 101 just even of that era and we were talking about this while the song was playing get the soundtrack to pirate radio that'll really yeah. do that'll do you some good yeah. you know there's there's some great stuff on there that's and it's not the obvious shit that's the other thing that's great about the pirate radio movie and soundtrack
3: it's yeah it digs deep it's really a cool yeah. it's it's really a cool film and a great soundtrack there's there's nothing wrong with that yeah. any of that at all
2: any real music fan should have seen that movie by now if you haven't yeah. run don't walk all right so yeah he died of pneumonia that's just like Man, oh. that sucks. That just means you're not going to the doctor. No, which sucks. No. Yeah, but go to the doctor, people. All right. I know it. I know it. I know it sucks. But you know, you got to do it sometimes. All right. Next one we're going to talk about here. Uh, kind of a. We talked about a sort of extended family member of this band uh, a few episodes ago. I think the last time or the second to last time we did a fallen episode. Uh, but this guy John Bradbury died just a day after Stevie Wright on December 28th, and. You know, I always feel the need to kind of compensate for certain people, especially, you know, like, let's say you're the bass player or the keyboard player or drummer, you know, <laughs> and you don't have that name, and you're not as prominent as some of the other members of the band.
3: Nobody knows who I am.
2: In a sense, yeah. but, you know, for this particular band, a very super important member, this guy John Bradbury was the longtime drummer, uh, original drummer, and, you know, at, at up until his death, a reunited drummer, for the specials and logan i know you're not a big specials fan but when you talk about people from that era i think he was the best drummer uh and there was a lot of he had a lot of contemporaries at the time in the early 80s there was a big ska and and you know reggae know. two-tone and ska movement. Two-tone
3: ska movement yeah
2: and and it actually john they actually stole john from the selector at the time they were even doing a split together like a split 45 and they stole Which, john from the selector yeah, but right. uh I, I, I love me some early specials I mean I love specials anyway John played even a big role in their reunion That happened a few years ago So this guy was super important to the band And he should be recognized I'm going to play you uh, One of his finest moments here This is a live track actually Which oh. you can find on the Special Singles Collection There, there's a it's, it's, it's very much in line With the studio version of this song From the debut album It's a song called Too Much Too Young but when you hear him play on this live track, you're like, yeah, that guy can go. So here, this is for John. This is the specials with a live version of Too Much Too Young. Too Much Too Young. And a great message to all those out there you whether you're single or married, try wearing a cap oh. that way you don't do too much too young Then you're married with a kid and you could be having fun. I love that song that's my that's probably my favorite special song, and I think a great performance there by the now late great John Bradbury. I think specials. I saw the specials. Did you really? Yeah, I think so. Nice. I don't know that when I saw him, I saw him with him, to be yeah, quite I'll honest. Yeah, I need I don't I know. Need to, I, I need to revise my stats on when he was in the band, because I know, like I said, original member and was part of the big reunion a few years ago. Uh, like
3: 97 ish?
2: I saw. Did you see them live in Sundance like I did? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah It was a yeah. free show, yeah. It was a free show.
3: Free show at Sundance in Fort Worth. I was With, great- um,. The With guy from... Kurt Smith. Kurt Smith from, from Tears for Fears. Fears. Yep. Mayfield. Mayfield. Was, yeah, see? Mayfield. Ooh,
2: it's all coming back. And
3: then and then we uh, picked up and moved over to see Rocket from the Crypt. Oh, at, see, I didn't even know. You ready for this? Let's hear it. Deep. Elum Live. Live, yeah, which I just walked, which by they the end actually of the... shut down for like a few minutes because they didn't have a dancing permit, whatever um, that meant. So like dancing permit, yeah, it was stupid man. It was Thanks, like thirty Carp. minutes of no rocket. I had to fucking wait. It was unbelievable. Thank, thank you, America. Thanks, Dallas. Code enforcement. You know what we
2: should do? I'm going to get into this, and uh, you know, I, I'd like to see someone else tackle this, so I feel it's okay to go public with it. Oh, I'm going to start doing some family tree episodes down the road. Rocket okay. from the Crypt is a hell of a contender oh, man, that's for a, a family tree. So you get, you there's you a lot of good stuff coming out of, out of there.
3: All right. Got to dig deep. Moving on. Not
2: real speaking, deep. Speaking of oh. a family tree, there's, family. A, there's a segue for you. Speaking of a family tree, uh, someone who, this is a, this is a major death. I'm not going to front at the same time. There's going to be a couple of major deaths. We'll talk about for the duration of this episode where not really a fan, but, uh, it was <laughs> oh, a fan one. Yeah.
3: Well, okay. Well, this is, this is, I was uh, thinking, eh, this, is this is a
2: big this? one, but like, right. it's one of those things where I'm like, okay, I'd be an asshole. If I didn't, I, I, I chose to be an asshole at one point during Whitney a fallen episode for Whitney Houston. And I still stand by that. <laughs> But I feel for some reason I feel like if I let Natalie Cole go, I mean I'm sure I'd be forgiven, for sure. But and and here's the funny thing I'm at least doing more than the Grammys did because apparently their family Ooh, got really pissed off. They were mad, dude. And and I really am pissed off at the family because they chose to single out Lemmy as like, hey, you're 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 uh, you're doing a thing for him. Why not her? And I'm like, Cinder, going, Well, first of all, well, if we're talking <laughs> if we're talking party favors, right? It's Jack Daniels versus heroin, right? Sorry. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I read the yeah. bio, okay? Yeah. Nellie Cole, thank you. Okay. What was she? She was, was she, in, a she was into crack and heroin. Crack? Yeah. She I was like, "Look
3: like I do crap."
2: Yeah, she was like Whitney to the sorry to the umpteen power. She actually had to go. Did she really? She had she had to do that rehab versus jail thing. Okay. Because of child neglectment.
3: Let's rewind a little bit. Okay. You read the bio. Well, oh,
2: well, I read the page.
3: Okay. <laughs> I was
2: gonna say Damn it. I knew you were gonna bust me on that. Yeah, I was Should gonna I, go. You read the bio. I read the wiki page.
3: Come on. <laughs> which is basically taking the bio,
2: which I'm sure
1: that and there's readers like digesting it.
3: Okay? I'm re- I'm sure that there's at least. Two different bios on uh, at least two. I'm okay. going to give it minimum. Well, I mean, even- on, on Natalie Cole, yeah, and also you, you could probably squeeze in like another three, three on that for a total of five with Nat, her father. Okay, sure, but, but sure. you know, I'm just, sure. I, I just wanted to clarify, yeah, no, no, that. No it wasn't really a bio as much as it was a wiki page.
2: Sure. But it, it's a very long wiki page because she has, <laughs> no. she's got, a, she's she got, got a, her lot, of successes. She a her, lot of She had a lot of history. Peaks and valleys. Yes, she did. And like I said, you know, th- they're going to play that card. I'm going to play that card. How about well, that? Sure, sure. Because that, that's bull. I'm yeah. sorry. Okay. You, you, you are, you, she you, got
3: more than a pagoda. Okay.
2: <laughs> yeah. Especially at the Oscars. Um, she got her foot in the door because she's, a daughter of a, one of the most successful singers of all time see i think nowadays people yeah. kind of discount nat king cole's contributions as time goes on oh, no. but that guy was the shit in his he was day totally the shit like go watch the movie ray and oh yeah you, there are so many goddamn nat king cole references that's how much of king shit nat yeah. king cole was in his day because yeah. ray charles was impersonating nat king cole during his original auditions yeah and he could do a very good impersonation of him. But when it came down to getting in the studio, like, man, you sound too much Superior like a.
3: Superior talent. Yeah. Nat was.
2: Yeah. And, you know, and it, it should definitely be said here's the guy that got over with white people when that wasn't happening. Like, him and Sam Cooke were like kind of the first trailblazers in, right. in that respect. But yeah. Moving on from that, you're, you're Nat King Cole's daughter. Right. So you're going to have a foot in the business. So, right off the bat, you know, her two, honest and honestly, her two biggest hits are covers. <laughs> Pink Cadillac and Unforgettable. Fairly. Yeah. So yeah. I figured, you know, we can all digest this one. This is a Bruce Springsteen
3: original. And this is one that I actually uh, had try to lobby for Unforgettable because, hey, man, what a Grammy. Yeah. And, I, and you I cannot,
2: mean, yeah, here's the thing you can't take this away from her either. No, no. Very no. few people have won Record of the Year and Album of the Year. Oh. And Unforgettable yeah. did that. Yeah. So, hey, I, I there's no argument there.
3: I remember playing the heck out of that record yeah. whenever it came out.
2: Yeah, but you're gonna put a, you're gonna put it to me on here on the show. Would I want to play? Would no, I rather no, play? No,
3: it's fine. I'd... You can play Bruce Springsteen because yeah. I still like Springsteen. No, no,
2: no, no, no. I'm not gonna play Springsteen. I, I am gonna go well, ahead and let Natalie sing it.
3: Net, let Natalie's yeah, whatever. Yeah, you right. know what I'm saying.
2: And uh, you know you're you're a spring you're a pretty decent Springsteen authority. This I is am. a B side uh, originally, right?
3: Uh, for, uh Pete and Cadillac. Yeah. yeah, it was a B side. <laughs> go ahead. Yes, uh, uh, it, it, it's my. I don't know anything, but I know the B-side to the Dancing in the Dark. It was Pink Cadillac. Yeah, there
2: you go. So, Which like,
3: apparently has brought me a lot of leniency in the knowledge of my... My, my knowledge of music is going, oh, yeah, I know that the B-side, the Dancing... Hey, you know, whatever. A lot, people, a lot of people don't know what B-side and, are. to like. yeah, no, say. Some people don't even know what
2: a B-side I'm is I'm not even sure point. what a
3: B-side is anymore.
2: Uh, so, like, three... Let's say three or four years later, and Natalie Cole's got a record coming out, a producer suggests that she covers this song, because Bruce hasn't really... You know, he didn't put it on the main album, and I thought it was funny because Natalie has a hit hit with Pink Cadillac, which I remember this because the pop station I used to listen to back in Abilene, back in the 80s, they would, you know, that's the first time I heard Natalie Cole was this song. Mm -hmm. And then right after that, maybe about a month or so later, they figured out, hey, let's just go ahead and play Bruce's version. So I remember them playing both songs simultaneously on the radio at some point. Yeah. So there you go. So there's my personal history with – that's pretty much all the personal history I have with Natalie It Clark. really kind
3: of opened up the Springsteen side of honestly. It really did.
2: Yeah, and he finally uh,
3: put it on a – Gosh, a, did I have that 45? I don't remember. I don't know. I might have it now at this well, point. I, 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 I wouldn't buying expect a lot of 45s you to know that, but I mean, you know, yeah. I might have had that.
2: But while uh, while Logan contemplates <laughs> that, let's check out – and, and uh, yes, I will go ahead and apologize in advance for the 80s production because it's a little rough. Well, no, it's it's kind of, it's, 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 it's painfully so 80s. It's so slick, painfully 80s, as yeah. I always term it. Yeah, but I I dig the tune, and Springsteen apparently said he liked it, and he didn't think a woman could pull it off without it sounding dirty. How much
3: so. money do you think he made off of that? Of course, I'd like it to. Yeah. Hey, Nat Nat King Cole's daughter covers your song. Sure. Can you go wrong with that?
2: Yeah. He well, I I looked up the history on this song. He uh-huh. turned down uh, a would be recording of this, as in like he kind of had. You know, when you go to somebody like, no, I don't really want you doing that. Oh, really? Bette Midler Ooh. was gonna put it out in 1983.
3: Ooh, that wouldn't have been very good though.
2: And he 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 said no.
3: Yeah. So I agree with him. Yeah.
2: So Natalie Cole got the thumbs up though. So here you go. A Bruce approved cover of Natalie Cole doing Pink Cadillac. Nice. <laughs> You know what? No song. We're back we're back on Rock Strikes Ten here. (laughs) You know, normally we do these things and then we play the song and we go you know, we try to do it kind of like I say, as live as possible. I was listening to that again. Totally live. And we're not playing Natalie Cole's version of Pink Cadillac. (laughs) We're just gonna go ahead and play Bruce's version. You're welcome in advance. You would have been out four minutes thirty seconds. I'm at a dollar. So <laughs> Who's the real loser here? Me. Hey. I, I I waste a dollar on that bullshit. Don't go look that up. Don't listen to it. It's it's terrible. It's not very good. Yeah, so but, let's, let's just since we talked about the song already, we're just gonna we're just gonna play the boss. We'll leave it at that. There you go.
3: We'll leave it at that.
0: Yeah.
2: a few years since i played that on rock strikes 10 but i played it today to save all of you out there so you're welcome and once again i have played clarence clemens on the show when clarence died i played his version of the peter gunn theme what's he playing on that track the peter gunn theme (laughs) yeah he does it on yeah yeah, so there you go saxophone saxophone
3: yes it's like the third time i've said that this episode yes Uh,
2: you'll hear it again if you stay through the entire outro oh
3: guess what guess what
2: what i'll be here all right yeah so after that natalie Cole debacle, <laughs> let's move on how about um i i had this is a personal for me a guy named brad fuller we're not playing a song i'm just going to do a few mentions here Oh, okay so brad fuller a video game from night ranger score guy no not brad gillis oh, okay sorry brad sorry. fuller scored a few video games in his day one being marble madness which Tamagotchi? has great no no <laughs> kill me Brad Fuller, obviously an American <laughs> or Canadian, something like well, that. Well, if
3: he did video games, it could have been like Pokemon or something like that, right? Well, I don't think Fuller is a Japanese name, sir. No, it doesn't have to be Japanese. He, You know, he could have totally done it. You him. played
2: the card. I didn't. I'm just saying. Right. Brad Fuller is responsible for probably one of the greatest earworms in the history of video games outside of the Super Mario theme. Dun, 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 dun. dun. Yeah, Tetris. He did the freaking theme to Tetris. I, I so you might be out that on, on that. You might have played the non No, no, I totally Tetris. played
3: Tetris. Okay. Actually, my mom played Tetris so much. Yeah. Well, the home I, I, computer I probably blocked it out.
2: The home computer version didn't have the song on it, sadly. Only well, it the Nintendo we had, versions. Well, we
3: had the Nintendo version. Oh, okay. So, okay. But that was...
2: I'm thinking of my mom. She had the home computer version. Oh,
3: jeez, man. That's yeah yeah mm-hmm. so
2: he scored marble madison Tetris. i had to mention him just because marble madness yeah i loved marble Holy madness. shit yeah did that did
3: that did like, did was that like crystal castles kind of ish
2: yeah yeah, yeah. yeah had the, i think it was the same
3: designer same sort of cubert
2: yeah. yeah i'll ask uh chris next time we do okay. a, a hey, skype chris. thing yeah hey chris how about this guy you know this guy robert stigwood impresario manager Mr. Seventies, Robert Stigwood, if if there was a musical, he made the movie interpretation slash soundtrack RSO Records. Oh. Saturday night fever. Grease. Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. Producer managed the Bee Gees. Oh. I mean that guy. Frampton. The guy seemed to be everywhere at all times during the seventies. Robert Studio Stigwood Studio fifty four. Stigwood has left us. Did he die from cocaine? That guy I don't know. I mean I can't believe he didn't then. <laughs> but uh yeah he I I'm just saying, you know. Yeah, that's one of those guys I didn't realize he was still alive to be quite honest. But uh, Robert Stigwood, big player.
3: No offense. Yeah, no, no no offense. But yeah. Man, that's that
2: that's a he outlived two of the three Bee Gees. <laughs> that's crazy. Ooh, wow. Yeah, that's fucked up. All right. Put that in perspective. Yeah. But he didn't have any musical talent, but he figured out a way to stay in the game pretty much either. his whole life.
3: I'd figure it out too. Yeah.
2: I think he had a. I, I need to Two read more. One out
3: of three Bee Gees. Man.
2: <laughs> I know. I know. Man, props man. to that. Uh, so moving on. Next song we're going to play here. This Oh, guy. this is a song part? This is a song. Okay. Guy named Otis Clay. He died January 8th. This is the first of the January deaths of 2016. January 8th, which did happen to be oh. Bowie and Elvis' birthday.
3: Oh, th- yes. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And he uh, died of a heart attack as, a, you know, soul singer. So there you go. That's as always seems all to do. be the case. Yeah. Otis Clay, definitely not a household name, barely in soul music, but I, one of those things. Looked it up, liked the song, and... You go, oh, yeah, Otis, that guy, that guy is definitely a soul singer or a blues say. guy. <laughs> <laughs> and that's yeah, just the way it is. His name is Otis. Otis is a
3: dead giveaway right <laughs> yeah, no, no, Wait, much. wait, wait. Maybe I should rephrase oh, that. Ouch, ouch.
2: Well, I had to pay a dollar for this, so it's not totally a giveaway. Okay. but And I said <laughs> maybe the name had an influence on this, but let me know what you think of this because we're going to play the song here. And some other people may know this as a cover. 30 seconds. That's all I need. But Otis Clay kind of sounds like Otis Redding a little bit, but the production is like just Al Green all the way. So it's like if Otis Redding sang with Al Green's backing band, this is what it would kind of sound like. No one's as great as Otis Redding. Don't get me wrong here. But it's a cool track. And for those of you who might be a hardcore fan of this guy, you might know this is a song that Bob Seger covered later on. Turn the page?
1: No. No, it's not. Night
2: Moves? No no not anything obvious okay but we're gonna play this song here from 1972 this is otis clay with trying to live my life without you deep
0: i used to smoke five packs of cigarettes a day
2: challenge for logan first listen what'd you think of it
3: 30 seconds man i tell you what true life adventure
2: yeah and you thought that was going to be a savvy ballad i, I first second,
3: i was but man it's a, it's a love Lord five ode packs to. of
2: cigarettes a day man it's an ode to cigarettes and alcohol Ooh, uh man otis died of a heart attack by the way no way <laughs> he hung in there didn't he <laughs>
3: Jeez. For doing five, I mean, well, it took
2: damn near forty plus years of them cigarettes. How was To he? catch up to him, I how don't.
3: old was he? You got that down? Actually, I don't. Oh I was, man, I, I did. You know I, what? I up. Maybe he's a he's a George Burns of like <laughs> soul music. Soul music, and obviously even That's pretty
2: even, hardcore, and even a more of a tie into like what I call the Al Green influence. Also had oh, a right bunch away. Of, I mean, yeah, and then apparently he had a lot of gospel ties too. So yeah, there you go. Yeah, but that was yeah. uh, that was his biggest hit, if he had one. That's how I found Good. it. but That's I, I what you that's,
3: wanted. That's what you got. That's super cool. A little bit of stacks.
2: A little cool. bit of a high-low. Nothing wrong with that. Good stuff. All right. Five packs of cigarettes a day.
1: <laughs>
2: shit. <laughs> uh, this one, I, I hate to hear shit like this because, you know, everything sucks. Cancer sucks and heart attacks and all that stuff. But uh, Alzheimer's, man. I, I, man that's a shit. That's of, a bitch. I'm sick of hearing about it. I can't believe that we can't get it yeah, anyway but off the soapbox on january 17th we're still reeling from bowie and i totally get that we're still to this day reeling yeah. from bowie yeah a guy that bowie definitely was a contemporary and fan of this guy dale griffin who was the original yeah. drummer of mott the hoople yeah he died and you know like i said he dealt with alzheimer's for years and it just sucks but he you know he was on all those classic records and even yeah you're gonna love this was like an in house producer slash engineer for John Peel's BBC Whoa, sessions for yeah. like fifteen years. If you have any oh, BBC yeah. sessions, yeah, even down to you know your carcasses and stuff. I was like gonna that. say
3: carcass and Susie and the Cure and all that. Sure, all that everything. shit. He was way yeah. intricately involved yeah. with all those Peel sessions. Yeah, when those. I think that played. was a thing. Whenever I, I read about this, that I mean, oh, it's the guy from Off the Hoople. Oh. All the young dudes. Okay, mm-hmm. I get it. Yeah. Oh, wait a second. He was in with all this Peel session stuff. Yeah. yeah. Man, that that, that to Every me. That to me was way more. Oh, are you gonna play something from the uh, mm. Carcass Peel session? I'm sorry, do you man. Have that not
2: any not tonight. Not tonight. You we're, don't have any. Play, i I I might somewhere, but we're gonna play something he actually performed on. You know, because that's that's uh, like a first half, second half career. I think I thing. have some of that. I'm sure. I'm sure you do. Hit up Logan no, on on the really Twitter. Don't. He'll send I, it I, out to I, you. I know. I know. I mean,
3: Nothing wrong with any of them. No, I love carcass. Of
2: course, of course. Love carc. Well, I'm just fascinated by John Peel's.
3: Just Peel session. The fact that Peel loves imagine?
2: like extreme metal is well, I mean, funny to me. J- j-
3: uh, l- let's put this in perspective: <laughs> that that you have your Peel sessions. It's a, a a weekly radio show, and you're playing uh, Debbie Gibson. Let's let's put this in in time frame: Debbie okay. Gibson. But then you're also turning around and playing. I don't know, Slayer, because I mean, certainly they're still relevant at the time, right, yeah. but you're, you're, you're playing all sides of music. Yeah. If any radio programmer had done that here in the United States oh, of America, never fly the country that God loves the most,
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> of course, that's, we're, yeah, we're winning know. right there. Yeah, right, right. So, but, it's um, over. it's over. It's it's over. Don't worry about it. We're winning. <laughs> but we couldn't get that together here in the states. But for some reason, there in the UK, that that the the whole swath was incredible. Good that word. that you could have a, an, a a producer, an auteur per se, I was say a, a tastemaker. that that could just. Stretch all across the canvas. Yeah. From pop music to more extreme music. Yeah. Much mm. props to John Peel and anybody that worked yeah. with him.
2: I was saying, Dale was one of those guys, if you were listening to those, if you were lucky enough to hear him, Dale was the guy that made him sound good. So, yeah. It's no small feat. And like I said, drummer for Mott. I'm going to play, I've been caught many a times by the car next to me air drumming on this one. So, I figured it's apropos since he was Do the it. drummer. Yeah, this is one. If if you, I believe you were at this show oh, oh, oh. back in two thousand when the Great Tomahawk darkened our yeah, door yeah. in Dallas at Trees. Yes, they threw out a cover song, and it was a Moth the Hoople song. and yes. that's the one we're going to play here. Okay, so yeah. Here's that. Here's Dale with some great power drumming. No, I don't remember from that. the album Moth. This is violence. but it's good pub rock there. That's, that's great. Mott the Hoople with Violence from the Mott record. What a
3: great what great song, man. Yeah,
2: and that's a fabulous record. I know I haven't said that in a long time because it makes me sound a little eh, but...
3: You are a little on eh on that one.
2: But great, great record. There's a really good legacy edition of Mott out there that you should get. Is there? So not just All the Young Dudes, which is also on there, and you should have that too, of course, but do not look over Mott. Mott is a great album. And Dale even has a few co-writes on there. so And that's rare for a drummer. You know the old joke? Oh, yeah. Buzzies, way for a drummer to get fired? When he goes, hey, guys, let's try some of my songs. Right. All right. Yay. Hate Day. mail from drummers are coming right. down down the pike. Uh, So, much like Natalie Cole, Oh. and I won't pussy out on this one, I promise.
3: No, you're going to pussy out, aren't you? I, I wish. I, will. I wish I could because, you I know will. what? I will. I,
2: I would try to find a cover of this. I will. But people don't you know wait is uh, this the one man, that i'm gonna pussy out people over? are gonna be so mad at, i'm sure i'm gonna get some people that are mad at me i just we're gonna talk about glenn fry for a uh. second <laughs> glenn died on the 18th of january logan which,
3: checking out
2: well you know like i'm still reeling from no bowie. no i i i, I told still, you i had to participate so let's go still reeling from bowie and i still am so I can understand if you were a Glenn Fry fan, and then this happens, also, and you're just like, "Stop!" I get it. I totally get it. Um, oh,
3: David Bowie died, but now we have to pay attention to Glenn Fry. Uh,
2: I mean, you know there there are there are people that are Eagles fans, and there's people that are not Eagles fans. I am in the not, not category.
3: Not, not,
2: not just because of Big Lebowski. No. Although I did stand up and cheer in the theater when he said yes. it, but. uh... Man, uh so I I, I can't I, I have played one Eagles song in the entire history of Rock Strikes Two. Have you really? On my Paul's boutique episode where I deconstructed Paul's boutique, I played those shoes off of the long run. So Man. That's a very listenable song for the Eagles at least, and that's probably because of the association I have with it to the song from Paul's boutique.
3: Not not to make this a longer segment than it should be, but sure. you know my only listenable eagles don't you no what is it so back in the early 90s a bunch of country guys got together and did common thread common thread yeah. the, the the eagles tribute sure and i was already done with the eagles at that point sure i was already done and oh, i'm, I'm did like you have
2: co-workers that had to put that in the player all no the no or actually did you do it
3: I, yeah I, I did it because huh. i i was i was well it was selling <sighs> Okay, so I was also uh, you know like uh, a, a a side you know walk- walking in the side door being a fan of clint black
2: okay
3: he does a uh, a cover of desperado on there okay yeah probably one of my most
2: hated songs i'm, I, ever. I'm, 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 I'm
3: trying to i'm trying to think of a word that's cutting. not hated sure, but my we... most disliked okay.
2: More so than Hotel California.
3: Well, I mean, no, 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 me, no, 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 no. You no. used That's, to tell me. That is jukebox from hell.
2: You were like, I'll give you five years of my life. I will give you. you promise me, yes, I never have to never hear Never have to California. listen
3: to that. And then you know what? I'll give you another five years for fucking Cheeseburger in Paradise. They're <laughs> just you,
2: all the Buffett songs. Really. No, no, no. All I'm, the
3: hits. I've kind of like evened down on some Buffett, but right. Cheeseburger Ooh. in Paradise. Ooh. No, okay. no I, I, I'm not selling that completely. Okay. Whole other segment. All right. But if I could, if I could keep from having to hear Desperado, anyway, Clint Black does a fantastic job.
2: That's a um, Don Henley song.
3: Whatever so we don't even. So, yeah.
1: yeah.
3: <laughs> Any, anyway, Glenn Fry died. I'm really sorry, fans of the Eagles, uh-huh. or just I'm, Glenn Fry. or Glenn Fry's family, or I'm just. Not really a big fan. Sure. But and you know what's funny you can about have this? Have your smugglers blues. And... I'm
2: gonna play. Smugglers
3: oh, is that what the one that you're gonna play? Yeah. Okay. I uh, thought you were gonna I'm, play. It I'm, don't I'm, belong to. The city.
2: Uh, I, oh man, you, you could pick either of those three early '80s pop songs because I mean they're all kind of the same. But like that's my personal history. Spin the I knew wheel. I was a kid. You know, wheel, watching old MTV. I knew nothing that's about the rant. Eagles. But the first three songs I heard by yeah. Glenn Fry yeah. were "Smuggler's Blues." At that point, you belong you don't even, to the city, yeah. and the heat is on. Oh. <laughs> so I am doing you a solid, Logan, God. by not playing "The Heat Is On." Instead, we will think about that that great cinematic video to which Glenn Fry plays a drug horse, <sighs> or mule, or whatever it is. Uh, Drug dealer
3: he's a fucking dealer i don't, so here, I, don't yeah. I don't know it's miami vice man
2: total so. miami vice so why not this is glenn fry and uh I'll, i will apologize to mark striegel i know he's i know he's a fan and you had a really good tribute to him on on your show but, we should still be cool yeah we we're still cool hopefully so i'm gonna play smugglers blues and there you go have fun <laughs>
4: There's lots of shady characters, lots of dirty deals. Every name's an alias in case somebody squeals. It's the lure of easy money, it's got a very strong appeal.
2: Hi, friends. Thank you for continuing to listen to Rock Strikes 10 out there. Once again, if you're a friend of the show and you're a Glenn Fry fan on top of it, it's cool, man. We're all friends. I, 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 you know, I'm sure you can handle what I said about Natalie Cole at least. But if you're pissed off by the Glenn Fry thing, I get it. And, you know, I really don't want you to be pissed off at me. Plus, I have like 17 listeners or something. So I'd hate to lose at least, you know, even one of you. But, yeah, you know, I, I send me a message we'll we'll talk we'll 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 pat each other on the back and i'll I'll apologize, but th- that's the thing that I tried to make an edict from day one that I would not be fake, I would not compromise my opinion or my taste, and that's just the way it is. Logan, however, is in the bathroom, which I totally understand because you know, uh but yeah, so there you go. let's shake hands and then uh, let's all get together for this next one here this this last one is out of everything that we did on this particular episode not from this timeline per se but this particular episode i mean i I guess if i'd have known more about him this wouldn't be an out of nowhere thing from what i've heard but you know it's still the even the circumstance surrounding the guy's death was just like man uh jimmy bain
3: Oh,
2: yeah. Bass player extraordinaire. Uh, played with Rainbow, played with Dio, you know, Dio. the whole bit. Uh, currently of The Last in Line, which, you know, they were just about to put their new record out. Were they? Yeah, and, uh, you know, I've I've heard some stuff from it. It's actually like, you know, you, you Ripper hear... Ripper on r- rip Vogel? No, no, no. Um, I forget the guy's name, but he's actually... The guy's good. Okay. Um, it's one of those things where you hear about those guys getting together. Like, when I initially heard that Last in Line, which is... Do's original solo band minus yeah. Dio. yeah, and man, when I heard the sound samples, I was like, man, this does sound like tracks from those original albums. Yeah. So I yeah. was like, and the singer, not bad at all. It does it, does it, you know, he's not trying to do the Do. You know, he probably can. Yeah, he's doing it. It's very respectful sounding. And I actually am going to go buy the record because it sounds good enough to me. Of course you will. This is going to be this. That's Jimmy Swan's song apparently as well. So they're they're uh, gonna they were gonna be on the Def Leppard cruise because of the tie in to Vivian Campbell, of course. You know Vivian's in last in line. It's like okay, you know, let's have him out there. Yeah. yeah, Def Leppard cruise was a fucking disaster from all, yeah. everything I heard about. I'm sure I, I heard that people had a good time. Eddie Trunk tried to smooth it over with the with the press, but like, but Def Leppard wasn't dude, able to play. Well, they did of... and they didn't because Joe got laryngitis. Yeah. And it's like, like it's not like, oh, I'm not doing the show. It's not like some diva shit. Right. Like, he got, like, this, like, mutated bronchitis kind of thing because they were playing some sort of motorcycle fest, and they said that he inhaled so many toxic motorcycle fumes that he. the doctor put him on a shelf oh. for, like, a month or two or something like that. And that's what? why those Def Leppard dates got postponed, huh. just because of that one incident. But then, like, so he gets laryngitis as they're boarding,
3: and, so listen and then, up! Don't go to NASCAR.
2: It's like it's like a Sturgis kind of shit or something. That's awful. Yeah. So uh, they kind of do like a mini set with like other bands that are there filling in on yeah, the vocals. Uh, I was gonna Phil's say singing. You know, people like you know, yeah, it, th- those guys. Every one of those guys in Def Leppard can be a lead vocalist on their own. They're all that talented. But you know, they tried to make do with what they had. And then fucking like Last in Line are supposed to do a gig, and Jimmy Bain fucking dies on the boat. On the boat?
3: Yeah. He died on the boat you I didn't died even on know the boat. that. Yeah,
2: and that's the other thing that was really fucked up. People and there was a lot of like bloggers and, and podcasters that were on the cruise and they're like reporting his death and the family didn't even they had to find out that way. Oh shit. Like Jimmy Bain's family found out like through social media that even he had know died. That. Yeah. And some people said they saw him the night before and he didn't look very good. And so it's just, I think it's a. Uh, I think they have chalked it up to a lifetime of, you know, a little bit of heavy living. So. And that's what's going died on. Life from death, man. That's, that's what's going on. That's Die- hard,
3: dude. I, I had no idea that he died on the boat. He died on the boat, man. That sucks.
2: I know. So.
3: Because I knew. the, I, I knew Def Lebrick and Berlin because Joe had. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, laryngitis. laryngitis whatever slash bronchitis. The yeah. Whatever they called it. Yeah, so, and then
2: this happened, so They didn't the, know that. One of the main last in line performances turned into a Jimmy Bay memorial and Q&A session. Damn! And just, it's like, man. Q&A? I, and I, well, you know, they were having, the fans that were... Well, how did he
3: die? Well, no. Are you guys awesome well, or what?
2: I think it was like sharing anecdotes and stuff about Jimmy. I
3: love you, Vivian.
2: <laughs> yeah, so no. I, I don't know, but man. Sounds like a. <laughs> I really wanted what? to go. I was really bummed out. I didn't go on the Which cruise. Which
3: apathy is that? Is that? Oh, Vinny. Yeah, it's Vinny. Okay.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. So, but man, what a hell of a rhythm section! Shit, right? no <laughs>
3: kidding, yeah, man. And and was
2: so this turns into what to play and when it's somebody this cool and then playing on so many cool records. I I, I, I even went know where with to go. you know I didn't want to go too obvious. And you go look at all of those initial Dio albums, and then a few, late. I mean, you know, here we go. Holy Diver, Last in Line, Sacred Heart, right. uh, Dream Evil, and then you can see Jimmy's name pretty much on every song. There are very few times where you don't see his name on the writing credits. Yeah. And then you go up into Magicka, Killing the Dragon, yeah. on those two. Killing
3: the Dragon.
2: Yeah, Man, good records.
3: Shit, that's awesome. Yeah.
2: So, uh, I think I'm going to go kind of meet it in the middle here. Are you? Lock They're, Up the Wolves? Uh, no, he actually wrote songs for it, did not perform on it. So they were still using his material by the time they got to Lock Up the Wolves. See it?
3: So I was sort of yeah, right. But
2: yeah, so yeah, you'll find his name all over that album as well. I'm I was go. Just filling in a
3: blank because I thought he didn't say Lock Up the Wolves. <laughs> yeah, no. Let's... Certainly he was on Lock Up the Wolves. Yeah. Anyway,
2: Let's do a little Sacred Heart. Ooh. And Ooh. and this one right here, I love this one. This is a barn burner. So this is for Jimmy, and this is King of Rock and Roll. Pulling a little bit of an audible there at the end. I said Sacred Heart. That was actually from Intermission. Sacred Heart Tour. Sacred Heart Tour, thank you. Bitching. That's I think that's why I said it that way. But I love that version of King of Rock and Roll. Man, if you like buying imports, you should definitely buy the Sacred Heart import because you get both of them. That's totally. a good tie-in. You get the remastered Sacred Heart plus Intermission. Go get that.
3: Plus it stars the great fucking Ronnie James Dio.
2: Yeah. Dio King of rock and roll, and even live. I mean, performer I
3: extraordinaire.
2: Ugh, well, so glad we. I'm not only am I glad I got to see Dio. Oh man, I'm glad we got to see him together. Yeah, that was that was Aww. so great.
3: Should we hold hands for this a next one? A little bit.
2: We we did. We saw we saw Heaven and Hell
3: together. Yeah, we did. So yeah, it was, it was, was that the only one?
2: That's the only time I think we. Uh, actually, no, we saw him with uh, Maiden also uh, a few years. Yeah, before I think so. That. Yeah. Yeah, because he had, a, that was, I call it the D.O. Tapestry Tour, because he had a few different, like he had the Holy Diver Tapestry out. I remember and that stuff one. Like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and a few others. I think he had a Killing the Dragon one. Yeah, he did. So, yeah, that was, was during good. the Killing oh, the Dragon promotion. Dragon. Good record. I almost played something from that, but I said, like I said, meet you in the middle there.
3: It's hardly anything that you couldn't play. Yeah, you can't go wrong. But yeah, go check out that Last in Line record check that just came out this year. everything from it's... Jimmy Bain and you're good.
2: Yeah, yeah. Good, good dude and uh it's a shame but you know hey it's uh, it's like you always said it's the price you pay for the price. life you lead
3: yeah, well i mean it's just you know. <laughs>
2: but uh yeah we're gonna go ahead and get out of here yep and uh man i just i hope you've had some sort of fun here like i said we try to make this you know we try to make it a little laid back because since we're talking about such a morbid issue but it's i death. hope you enjoy these episodes so let us know what you think out there go to cnjradio.com Links to the Twitter, the Facebook, and all that good stuff. Uh, on the Facebook comments, let me know what you liked and what you didn't like. I can take it. <laughs> so, other than that, extra special thanks to Pete and the guys from Spacebeard for the awesome outro song. And stay tuned. A little ghost track coming up here. Duly noted, every time Logan's on the show, I play this after the outro song. So, oh, is it really? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, anyway. For everybody else, we'll see you on the next one. Have fun.
3: Check you later. Take you later.
1: Fucking be kidding me!